fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. This is a podcast from autostyle.com in which we recap every single episode of The L Word. One by one. One at a time. Yep. And the moment I can't believe is finally here. We are finally at season three, which is a real treat. Yeah. (laughs) I actually say it's my second to last favorite. Like if I was ranking all six seasons, this would come in last just before season six. Yeah. This is my least favorite season because I don't count season six as a real thing. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just uh, just to get you excited about this. About, yeah. The next 12 hours of your of your lives, of your podcast life. Uh, Sorry in advance. We we can't not do it. We've set out. We said we were recapping every episode. Yeah. like So we, we have said. to do this. Yeah, we have to. We, we have don't. No choice. No, I don't. I don't want to. No. But well, we, we should act to. like we want to so that they like because if you want someone to want to be with you, you have to act like you want to be with them, too. That's fair. We are so excited to be on season. We three. are so stoked for season three. Oh, my God. Love it. So happy. Wow. Carly. Yes, Reese. Tell us more. Well, season three, episode one originally aired January 8th. 2006. I went to a premiere party for it. I'm sure I did too. I used to go to them every year. I remember I was really stoned. That's good. I, I'm glad <laughs> you were stoned the first time you saw this episode. And I thought that was bad. Even then? Yeah. Mm, that's fair. Or did I? I was very preoccupied with this situation I was having with this girl who came with me, but then her boyfriend, who was like a cokehead, was like picking her up and she was being like a real dick about it. And then I was like, I'm going to go meet this other girl. And then I just remember sitting in the taxi cab and feeling like I was so stoned that like I could feel every molecule in my body in a way, in like a really intense This is what happens that used to happen at all L Word screening events because there was just too much drama. There was. With the audience as well as the show. I know. No one was really paying attention. I was like, is she really going to have Charles come pick her up from the L Word party? Ugh. (laughs) You know? You could. It was always too loud to even hear the dialogue. Yes. And then like somebody would start having sex and then the bar would scream. Yeah. And that would be a viewing party. Anyway, this episode was written by Eileen Chaikin and it was directed by Rose Trochet. And Ooh. I haven't said the title of the episode yet. Do you want me to say it? You can say it. Do you want to say it? This is episode 301, Labia Majora. I really want to congratulate the show <laughs> on waiting 27 episodes before using this particular uh, yeah, L word. nice. You know they wanted the pilot to be called Labia, Labia. Majora. <laughs> yeah. They had to settle for pilot. Yeah. They were Close like, enough. all right. Same idea. We have a special guest today. We do? <laughs> we sure do. We have a special season three oh premiere guest God. for you, listeners. Uh, Identify yourselves. Hi, my name is Fazia Mirza, and I have not been here the whole time. <laughs> it's I crazy. Fuz just walked in. I yeah. just walked in and I was like, just good time. slid into a comfy chair, mm-hmm. uh, sipping on a passion fruit lacroix. Mm-hmm. That's French for lacroix. Oh, beautiful. Um, we only serve the yeah. finest of beverages. At I this. feel we it. do podcast studio, which, we as sure I've do. said before, is Reese's kitchen. Yes, <clears throat> it's a beautiful kitchen. Thank it is you. Really nice. Thank Spacious. you. I built it myself. Spacious. Kitchen. Spacious. 
Oh, you built the kitchen. Yeah, I built oh, this whole apartment truly. building. Like wow. all of those cupboards and yeah. the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made the stove. Has anyone had out of twigs? Has anyone had sex on that kitchen island? No, uh, I don't think it's not that. Like every time I try to sit on it, I'm like, this is unsafe. Unsafe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not sex safe. <laughs> that, yeah, copy that. That, that. That's fair enough. So tell us about yourself, what you do, who you are. Um, I am a, a writer, creator, filmmaker, sometimes actor. I was a lawyer back in the day, which, uh, you know, as one does right. before transitioning into a life of the arts. Um, yeah, more seemed, money, more money. It seemed, yeah. it seemed like a really smart transition to, to be an artist on mm. a lawyer's debt. Yeah. Um, still paying off. So if anyone out there wants to help out, right. I'm happy to be helped. Um, I, uh, do you have a can, Venmo? Uh, I do have a Venmo. Okay. It's probably Foz something. Okay. Something. The Foz is my everything. Yeah. So okay. you can find me. Okay. Uh, born in Canada, uh, for all the Canadians out there who love <laughs> ladies. Um, and moved to Chicago. I've spent a lot of time in Chicago and now I, I just recently in the last year and a half moved to LA and, uh, been creating, creating TV. that whole really great pyramid scheme of a life. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Nothing. (laughs) Nobody in here relates. No. Nobody in this kitchen (laughs) relates to working in the industry of the pyramid scheme. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's that's it. I um, uh, what else do you want to know? Well, um, I would love to know, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know. What is your L word origin story? What is it, what are the the circumstances under which you first saw the show? Okay, so I was trying to remember the first actual like episode moment time I watched the pilot, and I don't know if I can say I remember that moment, uh-huh. <laughs> but here's what I can't, well, like that is not as rem- mem- memorable to me as this other story I'm about to tell you. So I was not an out woman at the time and I was having this secret, I guess you could say uh, affair with a woman, but I wasn't telling anybody in my life about it. And she How old the, are you? I That's- was uh, 29. Okay. And she asked me, you know, she was very much an introduction to the lesbianism for me. <laughs> the, lesbianism. the lesbianism. The queer culture. Yeah, the queer culture. <laughs> and said, we should watch this show. We had the DVDs. So what and, year was this? Uh, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> in there 2000 but like was the yeah. show still on or had it been it or, was still on but okay. we were no i think it had just ended maybe just ended yeah uh, when did it end 2009 okay so it was still on okay um so i was catching up on mm-hmm. uh maybe the first two seasons or something and i got a call during the uh one of the i don't remember which episode anymore i got a call and it was my mom and she was crying and I write about, I've written about this in my one woman play. And she told me my father had a heart attack while I was watching the L word, this was happening. And so I got off the phone. I was with this woman that I, you know, had been hanging out with and, you know, she was very much there for me. She had been the stage manager of a play I did. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Classic. And then we were just sort of reeling over my dad having this heart attack and they were traveling in Pakistan at the time. And then um, L Word was on pause. <laughs> and then I get a call 15 minutes later um, that my dad had died. 
And so the L word is a really kind of crazy, weird part of my life because I found out my dad died while uh, I had been watching and sort of having this first very secret experience of being a queer person yeah. and what that meant, but very mm -hmm. secretively. Um, so for me, I, I actually don't know if I went back and ever watched the episodes again for a really, really long mm. time. Like, I think it took me maybe another year to go yeah. back and watch the show again and, and, and try to figure out, oh, right. I guess I, I, cause I was still figuring out, oh, I'm gay. What does that right. mean? Right. Um, now that my dad's gone, what does that mean? And actually that is when I really started openly, still secretively to many people, but openly going to gay bars and, um, and dating women. And so and, and entering a community and then having a girlfriend for the first time about a year after that, maybe a year and a half. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very like deeply connected to me part of my life in this kind of <laughs> fucked up way <laughs> yeah that's that's a really I don't know how I'm sure connection. yeah I'm sure yeah. everybody has that story yeah. uh, <laughs> probably not that exact story yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh so yeah you did eventually finish the whole series I did mm -hmm. I did eventually finish the series um and it was weird because I think I was I was really like living my own experience not not living the l word but very much you know I'm I'm going to be hopefully writing a project inspired by that very specific period of my life mm -hmm. yeah. um, because all of these things kind of happened at the same time. So yeah. I left the law to be an artist. So I was in the midst of my first like a lead role in a play. I started dating women and hooking up with women for the first time mm -hmm. and my dad died. So all of this wow. kind of was happening at the same time. So my life was literally never the same again. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so the L word was a part of that. <laughs> and it's, it's wild now to think too, like the episode that we watch that I, you know, this, this episode that we're going to talk about, it's, it's, I didn't know the world, I think the way I do now. So, you know, Rose Frechet is, you know, someone I now know and is a friend. And, and so it was kind of even now going back and, and reflecting and thinking about seeing that Rose directed this episode. It was, yeah. it was kind of fun in a, yeah. in a different way to, to reflect on the show. That's cool. Yeah. Did you have any favorite characters? I mean, come on. Everyone loves Shane. <laughs> yes. Everyone loves Shane. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to go back now and uh -huh. reflect on mm -hmm. the characters. Yeah. Because now. It really is. Right? And I mean, obviously y'all do this constantly. Yeah. Why do we do this? <laughs> because it, it holds, I mean, it does hold this intense meaning for so many it of does. us. Right? It's this very strange cu cultural touchstone that, that is weirdly like extremely universal to a very specific community. Yeah. Which is, I can't think of another thing that I can't, either, that has no. that same power, I guess. Mm -mm. Well, and I guess part of it is like the way we reflect through the characters, I, I guess changes. So yeah. now when I was watching this episode again, I thought, oh, I'm not actually attracted to Shane anymore. It's, I, Her hair I, was kind of bad in this episode, though, to be fair. <laughs> I liked it. I actually liked no, it. it. Looks, we'll get like, to it. We'll okay, get okay to we'll it. get to it. Okay. <laughs> there, were, there was some, the scene, there's a scene in the planet where she has like this velvet blazer on. Oh. Her hair looked really bad in that scene, but in the other scenes it looked good. Well, okay, because well, in this scene, the mom reflects <laughs> on the, the hair. Right. Anyway, but, but, but basically I feel like then watching the show, it was a, oh, I'm so attracted to Shane. I yeah. love Shane. I, I want to be with Shane, mm -hmm. but I think 
think now that is so not the person that I am drawn to. And it's, it's literally not even a, it's not a, you know, a nag against Shane as a character at all, but it's a recognition of my whole self. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah. Recon- I, I realize like what I actually need as a human being, right. mm-hmm. not just as in this lustful moment. Like maybe there was more of like, oh, I wanna, I want somebody to do that to me mm-hmm. the way Shane or the, you know, the 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 way like, you know, just Shane's prowess as like yeah. a lover. You're like, yeah, somebody loved mm-hmm. me like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you just want that level of confidence and expertise mm-hmm. in someone that you're loving yeah. or being loved by. Yeah. Or I want to love someone or make someone react the way Shane can make someone, you know, like, right. I, I think there's that. And I think like we have those touchstones in TV now where it's like, did I want to be with her. Alyssa <laughs> yeah, or, or be did her. I want to yeah. be? Yeah, yeah. Like, or what? What is that? Like, you know, do I want to be with her? I don't know. Yeah, so. I think Shane also was like the first character ever on television where her like strength and power and like reputation as like a successful human was based on like her success with women, like of a woman's sexual prowess and sexual interest in and success with women. Yeah. We only saw that we saw that with men and women, and sometimes you would see a woman who was like very like openly sexual mm-hmm. and open and like very open about her desires towards men. But you never saw that. With, and you saw men and men do that. You never yeah. saw a woman who was considered cool because she like dated so many women. Yeah. Because for me, at least when I first watched The L Word, nothing about lesbians had been portrayed as cool before. Yeah. No. Ever. <laughs> right. Let alone being like that lesbian, like yeah. that intensely lesbian as Shane is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Extremely. Good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I very much dealt with that concept of oh, the word lesbian having mm. this like negative connotation sure, and yeah. having totally. that internalized homophobia. And so those characters helped a lot in sort of shifting and shaping the potential mm-hmm. and also like flushing out the the bullshit that's inside of all of us right. and the pain and the trauma and the, right. our own confusion. Bet was like that too and that she had like absolutely no apologies for being gay. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was yeah. very, just she owned it and anyone who challenged her on it would lose you yep. know and so and I had tons of internalized homophobia obviously, mm-hmm. also so like that was really that changed my perspective on like what was possible mm-hmm. you know yeah fascinating I loved Carmen <laughs> I really did and it's confusing why I loved Carmen and I think it's there's also this because she's actually Persian Middle Eastern yeah and so I loved that but yeah. also you know I was like, why is she playing Mexican? <laughs> yeah. You know? So I was really uh-huh. great that, question. You know, that's that's always a complication. But but being someone who's South Asian and yeah. Muslim, I loved the fact that there was this, you know, covert yeah. person from, you know, the East. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that had infiltrated the mainstream. Yeah. And so it's a really complicated moment in this show that's For also sure. opening eyes and doors and hearts and spaces and mm-hmm. creating so much potential for all of us. And then it's like, well, there was oh, nobody wait. else in LA who could yeah. play a beautiful Mexican. Yeah. Leader, there were right? no, like, there, was no one there weren't any Mexican actresses in all of Los Angeles. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. yeah. So it's also a fascinating reflection of that time period we're in, <laughs> yes. at, you know, in the yes. industry. Yeah. We've gotten so deep already. I know. Should we start talking about this episode? I guess so. Let's begin. Here we go. We open in Palo Alto, California, 1973. We are at a feminist consciousness raising meeting. Uh, 
this was the thing that happened during that time period where women got together and learned about things that they hadn't learned about because of the patriarchy. Yes. I like that it's in Palo Alto because I immediately thought about Facebook. <laughs> you know, I was like, one of these people could be Mark Zuckerberg's mom. Oh my God. Looking at her vagina. <laughs> Looking at her vagina at thinking, her vagina what's about, what asshole is about to come out of this thing? Um, <laughs> what asshole is about to come out of this thing? <laughs> so everyone at this consciousness raising meeting, which is, I, I like the colors. In, it was in very scene, floral. Right? I enjoyed it? the the production yeah. design, the costume yeah. design. It was just like it transported you to the seventies immediately, which I I do feel like there's a beautiful moment of like when was the first time you ever looked at your own vagina in a right. mirror, which took me a long ass time, <laughs> probably like last year. <laughs> we actually all just did this before right this before episode. we hit record. <laughs> yeah, we, we met. all sat on the couch with our hand mirrors and our overflowing bowl of granola for some reason. I know they had they, they had like granola, they had a, a veggie tray, they had cheese and, cr- and no one was eating and everyone was smoking. Everyone's going to get smoke in their vaginas. So there was. <laughs> It was a cleansing. It was actually, um, yeah, it was just a cleansing. Was, yeah, they were, it was a stage. It was a, yeah, they were already getting yeah. into white feminist cultural appropriation. So the started in the in the seventeen seventy three. So they're all looking at their. They're complaining about how their husbands are bad at sex. Obviously, one yeah. of them has a husband named Chet, who is so fast and clumsy, which surprised no one. And then the lesbian walks in. <laughs> There's always one. Yeah. Well, she strides in. She strides. That's in. true. She she sure does is a presence mm-hmm. <laughs> and she notices one girl who feels particularly uncomfortable yeah she definitely is immediately identifiable as the most naive person in the yeah room. i think we're it's implied she doesn't didn't know that clit's existed i yeah. think so yeah well she thought clit was cousins with chet oh yeah so she just thought right. it was a man yeah and it yeah. turns out it was actually her body her body, body part yeah. it's a common like con- confusion i well, think yeah it sounds a lot like chet yeah terry is the lesbian right or is it Marilyn? Or is it Marilyn? I think it's Terry. They just both sound like white girl names to me. <laughs> Terry sounds like a gayer name to me. Yeah. Terry with an I. Yeah, it was Terry with an I. I think which is a very I think gay name. Terry, I think Terry was the lesbian. Okay. Well, so, they're, they're both going to be I lesbians. Mean, yeah, now. just kidding. They're both lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Terry or Marilyn shows Terry or Marilyn. <laughs> Uh, Terilyn. Yeah. Terilyn hooks up in Terilyn the kitchen. hook up in the kitchen. She discovers her clit. <laughs> Yeah. Very quickly. She very now quickly. knows that it is not a man that is not there. Yeah. It is, in fact, a body part that is there. It is very much And it there. feels nice when touched yeah. by the lesbian in the room. Terrilyn. So her consciousness was raised. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> was it ever. And then cut to credits. Yeah. <laughs> cut to intro. We do see that. So this is going to be the ongoing thing in season three, the opening scenes where yes. you see their names connect right. to each other. Like the chart is being built. And as we can see, the chart began. In 1973 in Palo Alto, just like Apple. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a sign that's been erected in Palo oh my Alto God. to the L word. The chart the began here. Yeah. If any of our listeners lives in the Palo Alto area, um, if you could let us know if there's there a is a monument, a statue, a plaque, an erection, an any erection. sort of yeah. metal erection. Right. Yeah. I, have yeah, to be this is where the last. chart began in 1973. I think if we're being honest, we know this scene was filmed in Vancouver. Of course. But this is also a historical. This is a, an historical. So it's a recreation scene. of a historical. Yeah. This is, of course. This, I, I was going to say historical fiction, but it's really just historical truth. Yeah. yeah. Historical nonfiction. This really happened. It really did. They also call Freud a patronizing sexist pig in this scene, which I appreciated. Aww. Yeah. They talk about the myth of the vaginal orgasm. Yeah. It's not totally a myth. No. 
Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, is that true? I well, don't think what Freud said was that that was that a vaginal orgasm was the only mature organ orgasm for women. That oh. like having a clit orgasm wasn't mature. Was immature. And you, <laughs> and, so, and so that was the only way you could have a have like a real orgasm is a vaginal orgasm. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you can't have orgasms other ways. Yeah. It's not that. But it's doesn't not mean real. it's not. It's not that it's not real. It's that it's not the only. Well, and way. I think the word yeah. mature still implies that like any other orgasm you have to you'll graduate from that little girl right yes to the big one to the to the one that a man provides exactly. yes exactly yeah that's yeah. really what freud was saying yeah yeah and something about his mom right <clears throat> so we we see the beginning of the chart very exciting then we go to the theme song there's two new people there's in it. two new people that's true and one of them is a cis straight white man named angus his name is angus no he's not straight He's an, You're right. He's oh my bi. god! But we, can we say that? No one cares about the man. That's true. He is bi. He's bi. Yeah, he's bi. Forgot about that. I Damn. had this thought that I thought I could share um, with y'all about the the song. <laughs> oh yes, please. We love talking about the song. Yeah, well, the I like. Thing- I like. We need to do a super cut at the end of all of our guests being like, "So like the song." <laughs> Well, I had this uh, revel. I think it was when the they, they announced maybe that they're going to be making the the show or that yeah. they cast it and it's got these this air date whatever it is. So I, I went back and I was just listening to the song, <laughs> as you do on Spotify as right one does. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. Does it sound like the song from The Sound of Music to you? <laughs> it, it, you can sing it to those girls can, in white. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, you, you can totally. Yeah, you can sing it, yeah, could. Can sing it yeah. to that. I did. I think I did that in an early podcast episode. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I. Yeah, was you can sing it to the sound of music. Oh, it's completely. Tune. And I'm a terrible yeah. singer, but it's like I was looking no, do at it. the words, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, girls, girls in tight dresses who drag mm-hmm. with mustaches, chicks driving fast on genoux with long lashes, women who long love lust, women who give. This is the way. It's the way that we live. Yep, it works perfectly. Yeah, when the lesbian bites, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when right. the badge stings, yeah. when it's feeling bad, you know, I simply remember my favorite show. And then I don't feel, yeah, so bad. So I don't know. I just wonder about what the inspiration. Uh-huh. Maybe that was the inspiration. I mean, it feels impossible it's that that so, was could not. it not have been in some way part of that process? I, yeah, like the, they were thinking about it and then they were like, let's just take this. And then they're like, let's just like bang on some pots and pans and that'll be the melody. <laughs> Yeah, or let's you know, just like throw up in our mouths, and that'll be the melody. It's 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 great. I mean, it's just <laughs> right, uh, Betty. Yeah, you know where's yeah. Betty now? Oh, they're still out there. Uh, is Betty going they're to be probably performing on, on a lesbian cruise? Somewhere yeah, they're probably. Right they do a lot of. Uh, they do some lesbian cruise. They do a lot of lesbian events. They did Mistress for a while. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, they're still out there. They're still uh, out there. I mean, it Elizabeth Ziff commented on our website once. I mean, it's a truly to iconic, compliment me on my right? Star I mean, Trek it's list. an iconic sound. Like as soon as you yeah. hear it, you're like, "Ooh, yeah, it's, it's lesbian time." Yeah. It's lesbian time. We see Angus in the intro. Yes, and we also see Max. Yeah, uh, who is um, played by Daniela C. And so in this episode, we we're going to meet Max for the first time, and we'll meet him as Moira. However, it was announced ahead of season three that they were going to have the first trans male character on TV, regular trans male character on TV, yeah, on the L word. So it's not a spoiler for us to refer to him as as Max and use male pronouns. Yes, but we will also acknowledge how he was perceived at the time to others and himself as we work through this very complicated 
situation. So we open, we get some shots of Santa Monica Pier. Mm-hmm. So, so jealous by Tegan and Sarah is playing. Sure is. Today's episode of To Ellen Back is supported by MCD, the publisher of High School, the new iconic memoir by the iconic musicians Tegan and Sarah. A revelatory and unique coming-of-age story of Sarah and Tegan Quinn, identical twins from Calgary, who grew up at the height of grunge and rave culture in the 90s, well before they became the celebrated musicians and the global queer icons we know today. Written in alternating chapters from both Tegan and Sarah's point of view, they dive into unsparing accounts of the drugs, alcohol, love, music, and friendship they explored in their formative years. They grapple with their identity and sexuality, often alone while facing academic meltdown, their parents' divorce, and the looming pressure of what might come after high school. Katie Lang calls it the kind of empathetic education our society is starved for. Tegan and Sarah have long been a linchpin of lesbian culture, even appearing in season three of The L Word, which feature their music twice. That's actually when I heard them for the first time, but I didn't become a Tegan and Sarah super fan until a very good friend gifted me all of their music. And that very good friend... That was me. It sure was. And only a few months later, we were in the VIP section at a Tegan and Sarah concert at Webster Hall when Reese got so excited when they played Living Room that she almost killed me. I sure did. Luckily, she narrowly missed smashing me into a glass table I was standing next to when she tackled me. And thus, we're both here today to implore you to do what we know you love to do. Read compelling lesbian stories and support independent queer media. All the Tegan and Sarah concert banter you know and love, but in a book you can have and hold. So run, don't walk, and go get Tegan and Sarah's high school. Everywhere books are sold. Go now, go. Seriously, Go, go, but keep listening to this on your like driver walk. Yeah. And then we go to the KCRW studio. And Much we, like this kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically this. Basically yeah. this kitchen. Um, and this is where Alice is recording uh, her radio show, which, which I now think involves music. Is bad. <laughs> I want to say that her radio voice is great. This is a very. Should I do my radio voice again? <laughs> this is a really bad episode. This is her... one of the worst things. Oh, she's not a good person. <laughs> and no. and it's sort of like drugs make you crazy. Yeah, I have a lot do. of. I mean, I have can. a lot of questions about. I have this, a lot of situation in this episode. This. I have a lot of problems with this. Oof. Yeah, but for the, for now, she's like that was Tegan and Sarah is so jealous, and I'm Alice P. And I was like, why are you? Coming in from a song. Okay, whatever. She's like, we're today we're talking about love in the senses. Love in the senses. That's actually not what we're talking about at all. We're actually talking about Alice's complete and utter mental breakdown. She's like, they touch you here and you feel it there. It sounds like a monologue from like 101 monologues for teenage actors to perform. (laughs) Like, it's so bad. I definitely bought that book. And then it it segues into her talking shit about real people on the radio again. Yes, on her live radio broadcast, airing everyone's business. With by name. And this is when we learn a fish that Dana has left Alice for Lara, that six months have passed since the end of season two. Yes. And that Alice is unhappy. <laughs> to say the least. To yeah. say the least. Alice, um, before she before the the scene begins and you can see there is a very conspicuously placed prescription uh, bottle. orange prescription bottle sticking out of her denim jacket chest pocket, which much like Chekhov's gun, she <laughs> immediately downs half the bottle yeah. midway through her recording. Yeah. I have, oh, God. And they also go, so they kind of go back and forth between Alice on the show and Dana and Lara in their kitchen in like chambray, like looking glowingly radiant and happy. I know, it's, it's a shot beautifully. Yeah. It's a real contrast. So the idea here is that Alice has lost her shit over this breakup and that Dana and Lara are thriving. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
and yeah, she just rips everyone apart on her live radio show, which mm-hmm. how, I mean, KCRW would not allow that. Well, I also recommend that if anyone's really interested <laughs> in going into radio or having a career in radio or really anything, like, <laughs> or really any, anything, a job, you know, uh, slander <laughs> is really not the best it's uh, not. way to go. I'd I would say. say don't do it. Yeah, agreed. I think yeah. that's a good, I mean, I was a lawyer once, but yeah. that's not official legal advice for me to, sure, sure, it's sure. just a human advice. I've yeah. never been a lawyer and okay. I would give the same advice. I would oh too, God, especially yeah. if you're talking about a famous professional tennis player, that seems like a bad Seems like a bad move. A bad move. Also, I think um, if you're really interested in getting her back, probably not the best. Not going to work. Not, not the work. top 10 techniques to get, no, get no, a person back. Not even back. in the top 20. Not no. even in the top 100. No. No. no it it's probably 101 or 102. It's probably in the negative hmm. hundreds. Yeah. It's not Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah, she so, also gets some digs in it, Gabby DeVoe. Which, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's uh, Alice fine. Is fine. constantly <laughs> reminding us that Gabby DeVoe was a character on the show once. She sure was there. So then uh, we go officially to Lara's kitchen where she's making a souffle that Dana says is going to be too caloric for her training. and But not too colonic. But not too colonic. <laughs> or she could have just done the, had the souffle and done the colonic. And done the colonic. Yeah. That's Maybe true. that's, I mean, that would have been True love. kinky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, during, while mm-hmm. eating the souffle mm-hmm. would be the kinkiest mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> In and out, you know. Laura <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> says Dana can eat it because she has a fast metabolism and because Laura is about to give her a workout. It's great. Good for them. <laughs> I bet if Alice knew that was happening, she would just take the rest of the pills in the bottle. Yeah, but well, somehow live. Well, she... Well, she does. She does later. Later. <laughs> Spoiler. 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 This storyline just gets worse as the episode goes on. Then we go to a playgroup. Yes, it's like a daycare situation, but the parents are there. So yeah. it's a play playgroup. It's a playgroup. It's parents, children, and a man. And a man with a guitar. With a guitar. <laughs> I liked his little song. The song Hello, was cute. Angelica. So glad to see you. Yeah. Hello. There were so many moments in this episode, like like that song and like yeah. various pieces of dialogue that I remembered very well when they yes. happened. And I was like, oh, season three is where like I actually really remember things from. Yeah. And then I I'm did, like, oh, why? Because, well, that's I did like a mini recaps for season three, like after way after they came out like I did a as like practice to like become an official recapper for season four yeah. so this was when I started paying extra attention but this is also when the planet podcast started oh yeah and they this song they continued singing throughout the whole <laughs> run like for anything you know <laughs> what I mean so like funny. it just became very it was like a bit that they did That's so funny. when I heard the song I was like oh no it's gonna be in my head forever it's so yeah. catchy it's, it's super it's catchy. So catchy and one of the other things that we noticed in this scene uh is that Jennifer Beals is pregnant yeah that's true thus begins the <laughs> great cover-up the great cover-up of season three uh in this scene there's parts when like they're in the circle you can see that she's pregnant yeah but i guess they were like shit because they wrote laura holland's pregnancy in for season two right and i bet when I, jennifer beals told eileen that she was pregnant eileen was like oh my fucking god yeah. <laughs> you are not having another baby we can't do that we cannot do this again <laughs> although i think if it was they were doing this in 2019 they would just say you know what yeah let's do it yep you're yeah. having a baby too Embrace yep. it. 
they totally would. It would be different now. Or just wear like a, a poncho the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, but I mean, they had Tina wear a poncho the whole time. But then she was like actually pregnant. Right. I mean, maybe Jennifer Free Beals didn't notice. Bet probably doesn't notice well, look, that Bet is pregnant. Look, she needs to put, stand behind a lot of plants. Yeah. And hold a lot of large things. Yeah. But not yet. Well, that's why she won't let go of the baby. Like, right. Do you think they wrote that in? <laughs> attachment parenting so yes. that she could always cover it with yeah. maybe. They, maybe. Said, they said the phrase attachment parenting like 300 times Ooh. in this episode. I was like, is this a drinking game? What is yeah. this? Bet is really aggressive at playgroup. Yeah, which is, I wrote, Bet is hellbent on getting the triangle today <laughs> and calls a dad an asshole. Bet's gonna bet, I guess. <laughs> Those are my notes for this scene. Exactly. I also feel like maybe just bring the triangle. Buy a triangle and bring, bring it. Bring, bring your own triangle. B-Y-O triangle. B-Y-O triangle. I think B-Y-O-T is what I say when I throw a party. Exactly. A musical party. Obviously. And I think that's great life advice for anyone who wants to start a podcast. Yeah, or a yeah. band. Or a baby. Or a band. Or, right, or, or a, a baby. baby. <laughs> start a baby, a podcast. You want to start a, a baby, bring, bring your a triangle. triangle. Bring your yeah. triangle. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of <laughs> babies and the parts that they come out of that are shaped, <laughs> we go to the gynecologist, right? Or the, No, it's just a well, doctor. Uh, oh, the, it's her son. It's her son. <laughs> who's also a doctor. Her son, a doctor. <laughs> she. Wait, 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 what? wait. Yeah. The guy, the guy at the day, at the uh-huh. kid thing is like, which one of you is the Oh, mom? right. Oh, my God. And it does that, not occur to him that they're together. And then he's like, is that your sister? Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought she would have carried the baby. And I was like, really? Like, actually, what is happening? That's actually a poor assessment of the yeah. two of them. That yeah. is not an accurate assessment. Agreed. Right. Maybe he noticed that that. Was pregnant, was pregnant. Yeah, that's true. It's like, are you sure she's not? Um, and then Tina's like, well, she's really stressed out today because our adoption social worker is coming by because we're trying to do the second parent adoption thing. Mm. And so I'm saying this because the concept of time yeah. on this episode is very confusing. This is the longest day I've ever seen. Yeah. They're, it, they're already maybe doing Maybe Alice this. does like the early, early morning show. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes, look, it's hard in a writer's room. <laughs> don't judge us. <laughs> I think it would be believable if this was taking place in like the little town where Dawson's Creek took place. Oh, remember that pond? <laughs> oh, it was a nice but in pond. LA, oh. this is, people are zooming all over the city this mm-hmm. episode to pack everything in today. Yeah, it's a busy day. It's a it's busy, a busy day. day. So yeah, then we go to the doctor. Kid is at the doctor. The doctor is David, who is her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit's having breathing, can't concentrate, high blood pressure, help palpitations, having headaches, join the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's mo- modern living. And and he says, you know, it's probably stress. You're, you own a business. You're taking care of Tina's baby. And she's like, it's Bet's baby also. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> because every, because the, the show is insisting that like every black man is homophobic. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some issues yeah. with this homophobic in the show. Yeah. 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 In you this know? episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, what happens next? We go to the back to the play group. Back to play group. Tina this is a invites, weird scene. This is such a weird scene. Tina invites the dad from before uh-huh. to Angelica's birthday party, but it's like a, a six month birthday, birthday party. Birthday By party. the way, this, just so we all know, is the one and only time a holiday is celebrated on this program. And mm, the holiday incredible. is Angelica's six month birthday, <laughs> which is not a real holiday. No. So well, and I feel like in the scene before this, they set the scene that there's a connection between them, right? Between the, Tina and the dad, the like, dad. they're like, yeah, they're there's like something where she's or Tina's like, making too much to... room for men in her life. Men, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's trying to like please placate him. Yeah, yeah. and a, placate a man. Yeah, and and, and Bet is not happy about this, and she's like, he's a square, he's still like suburban. Yeah. 
And then Tina is like, I grew up in the suburbs. The suburbs aren't that terrible. Why does everyone have to be a hipster? Who wrote that line? And then they ask Angus to play his beautiful guitar music for children at the six-month party. I loved Angus in this conversation because you know what? They ask him to play the party. He says, yeah, sure, I'll do anything for a paycheck. Yep. He doesn't doesn't say, would you pay me? He just agrees and says, great, I could use the cash. He does. He just, yep. He demands. You're right. His foreshadowing. He demands (laughs) that as an artist, he deserves to be compensated for performing at the party. And then they have no choice but to agree. So that's a... It's a lesson. That's a life lesson. For all of us. For, one, for all of us. Have the confidence of a white, cis, bisexual man. Great. Yeah. Great. Good lesson. So then we go to Helena. Remember Helena? Oh, she's different she's, this time. So Helena. I kind of, li- I li- I kind of like Helena. She's her. Oh, I, this Helena. So season, this is season this three is Helena. Season she's three Helena, which I is totally different than sexy. season two Helena. Is that, is that fair? I no, mean, she I, is. Super fair. I find her very, and I think this is probably the mean now me. She is to me one of the sexiest characters. I get that. Yeah. 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 She is getting a tarot reading. As one does. As yeah. one does. She just bought a movie studio. Oh. As one does. Is that uh-huh. why she's sexy to me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because you wanted to finance. Yeah. Maybe. I've got a couple features. So. <laughs> um, and the tarot reading is telling her that there is a romance in her future. And then it gets specific in a way that tarot readings are not. Yeah. And the woman tells her that. It's an artist, a bisexual woman. They will stand back to back and then face to face. She drives a blue car and is a brunette. Yes. That no tarot reading has ever done that specific of information. No, I mean, I I really, I wanted to go to that tarot reader, but then also I was like, do I want that kind of information? I was like, is she a psychic? Is she a medium? She didn't look like a tarot reader. That's, uh, that's an intensely specific reading. Sure is. That normally would not happen as a result of doing a, a spread no i don't think it would then we go to a sentence i never thought i'd type <gasps> out but sex therapy with kate clinton yeah oh right yeah that was i mean i i wasn't sure if it was actually like a a home shopping network therapy sh- uh, session she kept trying to sell them stuff. she kept trying to sell, and i was like wait a minute that's those are your options because there's other options yeah there's like, i think there's other games so many options play. yeah <laughs> she she says so she hears that they call each other mama b and mama t and says that's not sexy stop doing that good idea uh she tina says that uh there's no way bet could possibly want to have sex with her because her nipples are leaking and bet is offended that tina doesn't think that Bet is attracted to her and that she doesn't think Tina's really exhausted, that she just thinks Tina's still punishing her for the carpenter. Which feels crazy. Of course she's exhausted. <laughs> they have a six-month-old uh-huh. baby. Yeah. They should both be exhausted. Right. Yeah. They, and also since they're they're not leaving the baby. Yeah. they're. I don't know if you guys knew this, but they're practicing attachment, attachment parenting. Attachment, attachment parenting. Yeah. <laughs> so attachment parenting means that the baby is attached to them and at all times. At all yeah, times. Yeah, it's constantly ha- experiencing human touch. So yeah. of course This is a exhausted. terrible idea. This child is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they explore that on Gen Q. Yeah, I hope they do With Angelica too. the teenager. By the way. What? So the girl who played Angelica, this is the only part she ever played. The baby. With the, the oh, actor the that's playing the baby. Yeah, the so baby. The baby. The baby's the baby. not an actor anymore? No, the baby just did this. And then she went on to be, honestly, quite talented as a high school gymnast. <gasps> really? In Canada. Oh, my God. We are amazing people who welcome yeah. young babies who were once on the L You know, any baby that wants to act? Yeah. 
come be on a queer show. Yeah, she's from. I mean, she's from the Vancouver no area. Oh, that's where they shot. And uh, yeah, she so gave up our, acting. And our is youngest Canadian extra. Our youngest Canadian extra right here uh-huh. is uh, Olivia. I forget her last name. Her that's name, first beautiful. name is Olivia. Is that nice? Wow, Olivia the gymnast. Is Olivia really the gymnast name. as mm-hmm. Angelica. She's probably trying to avoid the spotlight, as one would. As one would. So Kate Clinton then, um, everything about this is weird and terrible. <laughs> she then has a a, bo- a a medicine cabinet of sex toys. Like a full armoire. First <laughs> offers them like a three pack of like body chocolate and stuff, which is, and then she's like, it's twenty nine ninety five. They're like, oh, that's a little expensive. And that's like, I mean, it's not they shouldn't buy that. But if they're looking no. at sex toys, they should be planning to spend at least $100. Of course. And yeah. then she's like, how about this? The hot sex ice cube kit. It's only $19.95. And I was like, you could just use the ice cubes that you have. Yeah, you have ice <laughs> trays. They probably have an ice maker. Well, this is where I was like, how much are they paying for this therapist? Right? Yeah. That's the question I she's wanted. She's upselling so much. Well, and also, like, what? <laughs> like what, a pleasure what party. Is, where did she get her degree? Because I, I feel like I... I think I should have been cast as the therapist. Ooh, oh my God, right? that would have been great. Because I would just like do whatever I did totally. and it would be probably more successful in their relationship. Yes. Yeah. Hold them each. <laughs> engage totally. in a three-way. Yeah. That would help them. That would yeah. help them. You'd be helping them. I, I thank you. You're like, I'm practicing attachment therapy. Yeah. I'm practicing. Honestly. I, I need to be touching both of you at all, at all times. times. You, I don't know if either of you know me well enough to know that that is actually my truth. Like, <laughs> I, me being cuddled and held is my safest of places. I love that. So, yes. You could just curl up and just. Oh, just curl so up and great. have Jennifer Beals hold you. Oh my God. Can you, I, I can't think of anything oh better. Oh my God. <laughs> this scene, um, she also says that they need to, that the hot sex ice cube kit would address the legendary lesbian problem of aversion to oral stimulation. Wait, really? What? What's the aversion? She said that. Where did the, is that I a don't fact? This. No, <laughs> this is, that is crazy. What is she talking about? I feel like we should go to the doctor's son <laughs> from earlier and ask his advice. C- can we just sidestep scenes for a second? I know. I think that he would have better advice than Agreed. Kate. Agreed. Kate Clinton, first of all, is a comedian. Sure I don't is. know why she's trying to be a therapist. Yeah. Well, she did a great job of being a funny therapist. She yeah, did she put, put a clown a nose on at nose one on. point. That's when I wanted to really. I was, and then I was she like, left the clown now. nose on she did, for yeah. the rest of the conversation, which mm. I thought was great attention to detail yeah. and commitment to a bit. That might have been the part when I was rewatching the episode because I watched it on my phone where I checked my text messages. Yeah, because <laughs> I fair. don't remember the clown. Notes. It's fine. You know what? You don't need <laughs> you to don't remember need it. To. I'll never forget it. I will also never forget it. Let me do a quick cut. Quick cut uh, to the planet where Carmen is holding Angelica. Oh, the attachment parenting. It doesn't matter who mm-hmm. Angelica is attached to. I suppose. Could be anyone. That's creepy. I know. <laughs> I, I definitely thought it was like if you're gonna go and do attach. I mean, I'm I'm not a parent. I don't know, but it just seems like wouldn't you wouldn't you want it to be the the parents? But whatever. No judgment. No none. Yeah. No no. I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have two dogs. <laughs> they don't even want to cuddle. They don't. Not really. Really? Yeah, they're they're really independent. Carol, Carol will cuddle with you. I know. We're um, Carmen <laughs> and Shane in the longest day ever are going to meet Carmen's <laughs> Mexican family tonight yeah seriously today. already alex's alice has had her radio show yeah. they've gone to the parenting thing they've, they've gone to see their sex therapist and they've gone to the planet yeah and, and they still have a home visit later the longest day also, ever recorded uh, is it possible that the radio show was the night before I mean, I guess anything's possible. It was so dark and moody in there. It was dark. And no, moody. but we did outside. Oh, it but was the night before because it was night Santa Monica Pier when they did the opening. Yeah, but scenes. then they intercut it with maybe a sunrise. Maybe it was because su- they intercut it with 
Sunset. Laura making breakfast. Oh. It was sunrise. Carmen says that you can't come out to your Mexican family, that instead it's just a thing people are vaguely aware but don't address, like with her uncle Poppy. So she has an uncle Poppy and then a friend Poppy who we meet next That's, season. That means uncle dad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> uncle I feel daddy. Like, you know who I would love for you to have on, on this show, by the way, is uh, the creator of Vita. Tanya oh, yeah, yeah, we should have yeah. her on this show. Yeah. We should have her on this season to talk yeah. about this yeah. bullshit. So we go from that weird situation to Tina walking in with Bet, talking about how she hates the word clit and thinks it's too graphic. She's mad that this their sex so therapist weird. used the word clit. Their sex therapist! There's literally like no other. It's not like even like pussy, cunt, slang. twant. Like <laughs> clit is the only word. That's what it's called. That's it. <laughs> She does like the word pussy. She does not like the word cunt. Carmen likes the word beaver. Was that a joke or was it literal? Because she also liked another one, right? I feel like she was just being silly. Silly. At some point in this conversation, she, she and Shane are Was just she being still silly. holding the baby at this point? No, she gave the baby to someone else, but I don't remember who. Cool. T- and Tina says she grew up in a world of euphemisms in the suburbs. This is the most we ever learned about Tina's background. <laughs> And it's then, all about the suburbs. And then it's just this episode. Lara and Dana are there. And then um, yeah. Alice shows up. Oh, my God. And I actually, like, wanted to scream through this whole scene, so I didn't have to listen to it. Yeah. But Alice basically goes in to talk about the word peeper, which oh. apparently her and Dana, and I don't believe this, her and Dana used to talk about their, their own vaginas. I just, I don't, I hate and this. she sits there in between Dana and Lara and is like, blah, 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 peeper, ner, 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 ner. And then they leave, right? Dana and Lara leave. Dana and Lara leave, leave because Alice is being super inappropriate and making everybody very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then and she's like, I'm on new meds. And the medication that she mentions, she mentions the like generic name of it. It's Ritalin. So huh? that feels does not make any sense at all. No, this episode Blaming her actions on medicine makes no sense. It's also like if she's dealing with depression. Yes. uh, Why would she be given Ritalin ADD medication? I don't know. And also she later I think she's on several medications because she keeps saying like she talks about many and we see in later episodes she has like many pill bottles. But um, this episode really is determined to hammer home the idea that medication is bad. Yeah, I have a lot of problems with the way uh, medication and mental illness are portrayed in this episode. A lot of problems. It also perpetuates the myth of like this mythical, like irresponsible. I mean, I know there's irresponsible psychiatrists, but like this idea that there are that that's the majority that are like just randomly prescribing crazy things to somebody without any. Yeah. And there's no way that someone in the middle of like an awful breakup would be prescribed all this shit willy nilly. No. In this way. Also, no medicine. I mean, like the whole thing with medicine, like when you're trying different medications is like you have to be on it for like at least a month before you really understand what it's doing to your body and how you're reacting to it. And then if you're going to switch medications, they slowly wean you off of it Mm -hmm. over the course of at least a month. And then you slowly introduce a new one. So her being like, I'm on new meds and acting like this feels so unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also it feels like the the desire was to make it obviously right to show how impacted she is by this breakup and Mm -hmm. can't get over it and how, 
much of a downward spiral we can sort of get into of our own making in many ways. Yeah. yeah. But it it's definitely feels pretty irresponsible in terms of yeah. like, let's throw let's throw meds on top of this to really hammer this yeah. home. I think they were trying to come up with a justification for the fact that the way they have Alice acting in this is is completely out of character for really almost any human that any of us have ever associated with. And especially Alice, who is, you know, she's not, that's not her character. And yeah. she's definitely always been, mostly always been the character that you think, I want Alice in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I really, like, she is one of the most believable mm -hmm. characters mm -hmm. across the board. I also wonder about the friends in this reacting to her, just being like, oh, the meds. Oh, is that what it is? And then yeah. just not thinking it's, no one's commenting or reaching out. Like the bystander yeah. behavior here is upsetting. Is, is upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Then, so then we go to yoga, which is in Malibu. So they're at, they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, Alice is like dressed for like she's going to go to preschool and take a nap. Yeah, and Helen is dressed to be in a yoga class. Yeah, Helen looks great. <laughs> Helen looks. Great. She looked great. She really did. Really great. And Alice is like sobbing all through yoga, just loudly sobbing. Once again, says it might be these new meds I'm on, and I just want to say. If you're not sobbing on Ritalin. No. But you're getting a lot of shit done on Ritalin. And the yoga instructor was definitely very callous, just like, shh. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I don't, I really that's don't think that's. what any yoga instructor would yeah. do. No, I think any probably some kind woman, heterosexual woman in the corner would come over and be like, sweetie, are you okay? Do you want to come outside with me? And, yeah. and like take her, like no one would just like, it's all bananas. Well, the point of it is that Helena notices that they are standing back to back. Back to back and face, then face to face. And what does that mean? Oh, my God. Right. Does she have a blue car? We know ah, she has a blue car. The audience already God, knows she has a blue bisexual. car. And she's bisexual. And she's a bisexual woman. Only one missing piece of the puzzle. What is her natural hair color? We'll get to that later. Oh, we sure will. Then they walk out of the studio. Um, Helena says there's a fuse event at Falcon. What? <laughs> Helena notices that Alice has a blue car. Alice says that her meds make her okay for five minutes and then not, which I'm like, is she on cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not on meds. You're just doing lines. And then she, then she <laughs> swallows an entire bottle of pills, yeah. which again, if that's Ritalin, like she is going to have a heart attack. Yeah. It, it, it's got a super comedy here like and not but comedy. it's not funny uh, right no, exactly that's <laughs> and the, the show is not a show that exactly. traffics in broad broad exactly. comedy like and, mm. and then where it goes next I, I i really i was like am i watching this i'm like do i remember i couldn't remember yeah. this yeah. happening before yeah uh but like the erratic driving through the oh my god through the, the whole thing is totally played like, like, like for laughs. It's and not it is working. Not, it's it's exactly. yeah. Because and then exactly. I mean, Alice says like, oh, maybe I I need, you know, it's these meds I'm on. And then Helen's like, yeah, you should get off the meds. Meds are bad. And then Alice is like, oh, you mean I should take more meds? It's everything they say about medicine in this whole it's fucking so episode wrong. is so bad and wrong. Everyone, it's okay to take psych meds and they're not bad. If Look, you, everyone's different. Everyone's different, different. Things will work for different. Some people, people need meds and some don't. Yeah. But the, the, the idea like that is often mentioned in public discourse about meds and creativity and art and that meds make you dead and unable to make anything is so annoying. scary and annoying. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone tell you that. That's mm -hmm. bullshit. That is back to bullshit. our dumb show. Back to our dumb show. We go back to Bettina's. Uh, the social worker has arrived. She's in a wheelchair. She can't get up the steps. Oh, boy. They oh won't boy. put down the baby and help her up the stairs. There was a Which is, a lot. Jesus <sighs> fucking Sheesh. Christ. I mean, this woman is, we find out, a total asshole. But, like, they are so shitty. Like, she's yeah. in, like, 
help her up the stairs? Like, well, and it's yep. just, and, and, and I don't, I don't remember what happens in the like next episodes that we see the social worker. Right. So it's the whole story doesn't play out of what happens with the social worker in this long day episode. Yeah. This day is forever. Yeah. But I, I, I did struggle with the fact that like, there's real opportunity here to have this representation of mm -hmm. this woman in a wheelchair and she was angry, yeah. homophobic, <clears throat> inappropriate, unkind, inappropriate, yeah. just making gestures and, 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 and faces at everything in the house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was just, it was opportunity that turned into something else. Yeah. Yeah. Something, whatever the opposite of an opportunity is. Yeah. Like a, a not terribly a, squandered opportunity. Yeah, not kind not of like what they do with that's Max eventually. Kind of super offensive on many levels. Yeah. Roberta, the social worker, is played by Cynthia Stevenson. Yeah. Who is, uh, she, I mostly remember her from the movie Happiness, but mm, she was also uh, on the show Dead Like Me and was in Jennifer's Body. She's been in a million things. Yeah, I feel like she's like a character like a actress. Character. She's totally yeah. like a, one of those, like, oh, I know her from something. I've seen her somewhere. Yeah, yeah and there's but, like two other actresses who are a lot like similar to her. Yes. With also like kind of different, like distinct voices. Yep. And uh, she is uh, not disabled. Not that I would have expected this show in 2006 <laughs> to actually cast yeah, a disabled actor to yeah. play. Yeah, a they couldn't character even cast a Latina actress to, to play, play a Latina, a Latina, role, a Latina so. character. So the bar's low. The bar and they still fucked it up. is low. And then we go to the road. <sighs> what? So this is like <laughs> this is what we were talking about. So this is absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I don't even know what to say. I it's Alice driving incredibly recklessly through the streets of Los Angeles because she sees that Dana is also is driving also driving near her on the road. And starts just to follow her. She starts following her. She calls her. They're like talking. She's weaving in and out of traffic. She's causing accidents. Um, and it's played like kind of what we were saying before. It's, it's like wacky, as, like, like it's wacky it's broad very, comedy. Yeah, but Looney it's Tunes, not super Looney Tunes. Kind of but like this is a show that has been shown to be very grounded in reality. And so yeah. this this sort of nonsense is just that. It's nonsense. It's not like. It's not like you're watching like an HBO comedy or something or like a, you know, like it's not like Eastbound and Down where <laughs> I would totally believe that like that asshole would like do something shitty. Well, this is when I wonder, I was like, what, what, why? Like, what was the, like, there, there's yeah. always reasons and reasons for choices. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I just, I wonder about the reasons for it, for this. But the thing is like, it's realistic that Alice would be devastated and heartbroken and probably sure. inquire about antidepressants for the first time. Yeah. That's all realistic. And like they could have, and also very common having one person in your lesbian social group who is destroyed by a breakup for months, two years. Yeah, super realistic, super common, super interesting. Yeah, this was this why could not have been a, do that? A great opportunity to show what nuanced. that's actually like. Yeah, because it is very specific and very universal. I think, and especially and in so queer awkward communities with, with Dana being their friend also, yeah. and Dana being happy with Lara, and how did you know? How do we negotiate them being in the same space at the same like? Yeah, that is that can all work and can all be interesting without this nonsense that even like yeah, it's almost you know, like they were trying to activate activate the trauma in some way. Yeah, like right. Visualize it, and oh, so yeah. how do you visualize pain? other than I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I want to be alone, because that's actually a truth, our truth often. So it's like what, the, you know, I could just see like, you know, in the room or where, you know, like mm -hmm. what, are, what are some options and throwing out options, like mm -hmm. a card chase. Yeah. You know, it feels like somebody threw that out and they were like, let's, let's do that. We've never done, what a great way to open a season, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? With like action. And it fails. Yeah. 
And also, why is Dana answering the phone and being willing to talk to... And then, like, the way Aaron Daniels is playing her side of it is super goofy. Yeah. And also, Instead of being like, I'm genuinely worried about you. Yeah. Also, none of the friends are addressing any... No like, friend is saying no anything. No friend is saying anything. Like, yeah, ugh. here's the thing. If your friend is <laughs> suffering in this way that, you it's know, like Alice is obvious suffering... Way. You should ask them, talk to them maybe privately and seek out some other ways to help them, encourage them to talk to somebody who's not like the therapist we saw in the show. Mm -hmm. Who's not going to put a clown nose on. No clown noses, I think, in this instance. Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Helena calls. Helena's already gotten all the way home, but I guess she lives in Malibu, but she's in a white bikini and... She looks incredible. She looks really great. Yeah. Just drinking a glass of champagne. I yeah. wish she offered Next me an infinity glass. pool. Yes, I would I say yes to that. Pool. I love I an love infinity pool. And I love a nice woman in a white bikini calling to see what Alice's original hair color is. I mean, I will say that the timing of the phone call is in and of itself funny. Yeah, that's funny. The fact that that happens while this chaos is happening, that part of it is funny. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Bettina's. Um, where the social worker is criticizing their lack of baby proofing. Some of this is funny. Bet thinks baby proofing is ugly, ugly. and doesn't believe in it, which is <laughs> the most bet thing I've ever heard. That's yeah, That's and, and she's like, "There's no fences," and she and Bettina's like, "Fences are really ugly." Bet hates them a lot, and Bet's like, "Really a lot." It's <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah, I, I yeah. And she's like between jobs and she's looking like she yeah. has to be passionate about it. Should they talk about, about that? Yeah. Yeah. Or or that's, that's later. That's later, that later too. too. It is later too. Oh gosh. First we're going back to oh, Skokie. Oh yeah, you're right. Skokie. And we're talking about Skokie, Illinois. Skokie, yeah. Illinois. Oh, Here right. we go. I mean, you know, Chicago is one of my homes. So yeah, yeah I've been there a time or two. It's Jenny's last night in Skokie. So the past six months, I think she was at a hospital for a while and then went home for a little while. Yes, she is at her mom's house in Illinois. Yeah, her mom played by Margaret Kidder, who's wearing a napkin on her head and is setting up for Shabbat dinner. Uh, Jenny says she had her. It is. It's a napkin. I know. (laughs) We were just listening. I mean, I think they're trying to like cover her head um, because like Orthodox Jewish women cover their heads. I'm Jewish. Like, just in case you're just tuning in, I'm Jewish, so I can say whatever I want about this scene. Um, <laughs> Jenny had her last therapy session today. We discovered that her mother thinks that her sexual orientation is part of her mental illness. Yeah. Um, and Jenny says it isn't, and she doesn't want her dad to keep setting her up with men. Yeah. And uh, so, and Jenny's hair looks really cute. I liked I yeah. liked this stuff. I think it the was six months of hair growth. Yeah, <laughs> cute. six months. That's uh, not enough time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I I liked this this part of the story. I think it's you know it it felt you know for me it's like a connective point as a Muslim person you yeah. know to have to see other religions and other cultures other families kind of expressing you know, just issues that we're facing in our families. And it's yeah. not just yeah. as like a 17 year old person, it's as an adult. Yeah. Human. Right. And then we still go back and we still try and we, we fight and we are, you know, I, I, I really related to some of this stuff. Yeah. This is all solid, solid stuff. Yeah. Um, her mother thinks that her, the doctor that she's seeing is just as sick as Jenny is. Right. Which is sad. It yeah. is sad. Very it's upsetting. really sad, especially because I'm sure that Jenny's had a lot of struggles that she's been working through. And then yeah. to have her mom write it off like that is really shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. That's like the third doctor that's been mentioned in the show. That's true. In a lot of episode. doctors in this episode. A lot episode. of doctors in this episode. Man, this day is just crawling. Brought to you, brought to you, brought to you by doctors. Brought, brought to you, you by, by doctors. doctors. Yeah. 
Uh, Carmen and Shane pull up to Carmen's house. That's it. That's the whole scene. That's the whole scene. We go back to Bettina's house where we find out that Bet has been unemployed for six months. She's looking for a, a passion project. Then the, I, wrote, At, I wrote down what Roberta says, summarizing all the problems she has with yeah. them as a family. <laughs> yeah. No baby proofing, passionately unemployed, <laughs> harbors the- sexually explicit anti-patriotic uh-huh. propaganda masquerading itself as art. And then she says, what about men? Mm-hmm. And then it gets real weird. Yeah. How is Angelica going to know what a man is? And that Beth's like, she can just watch TV. Which is super They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. And then she's like, how will she know what a man feels Ugh. like? Oh, it gets so gross. What he smells like. And then she starts like daydreaming about his chest hair. And chest hair. And I was just like, Ugh. oh my God. Again, it felt like it was trying to go into like a form of comedy yeah. of some kind that I... I didn't, it didn't really yeah fit. and so and so my question i guess and i maybe i already know the answer is is it just that it just you know doesn't stand up as well to the test of time or what did did folks feel this way watching it in the group at you know at the time yeah i remember thinking because alice is one of my favorite characters and yeah. i used to think she was just like so funny and great and was a lot of times like the voice of the audience watching right. the show yeah that when this season started i remember being so upset me what too, they do with yeah. the character because I was just like, this is insane. It comes coming out of nowhere. It's not funny. It's very, it's just, ugh. I don't know of, that I had the proper vocabulary for it back then. But Speaking of insane and coming out of nowhere, Alice shows up and rams her car. There it is. Into there it Roberta's is. van. And, uh, who? Oh boy. This, uh, a lot of shaming here. This turns into some ableist crazy shame real quick. Yeah, she yells at Roberta for having a large vehicle and for leaving 10 feet. Like, I don't understand. So, okay, I get whatever we're saying about Alice in this episode, whatever the episode's trying to say about her mental state. But <clears throat> how is it someone else's fault that she crashed into their car? Like, did was she was her were her eyes closed as she pulled into the driveway? Be, we're supposed to think it's funny that Alice is so insane that she's blaming the other car for her accident. Well, but and it might be funny if the other car was not uh, like a van specifically designed for a wheelchair user, yeah. and with, because the way that she talks about it then makes it just like really fucked up and yeah. and it's sort of wrapped up with part of Alice's state of mind is that she's now. She always she, the victim. She, yeah, she's she's not she's not even, you know, she's like, look, can't you see? Like at that point, she she tries to get the woman in the wheelchair to like look out the window, and she's like, can't you see? And and the woman's like, no, I can't because I'm sitting down. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, is what's portrayed in the look. Yeah, and she says something about her car not being normal. Yeah, yeah. and so then it's like. Wait, so you've your state of mind is so extreme. It's not that just you're just so upset. You've actually become a bad person. Right. She's like villainizing this woman. Yeah. Who doesn't need to be villainized. No, she's for being disabled. She no. can be villainized for having a bad personality. Her personality sucks. Uh-huh. Has nothing to do with anything else. And she's like, well, I hope this woman has nothing to do with the child's birth or whatever. And she's, she's like, I'm actually the earth mother because I funny. don't believe in God, which is a very funny line. Great line. Um... And just Bet and Tina's faces in this scene are, are funny. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> they're what like, the oh no. Fuck? Yeah, they're like, shit. <laughs> I do think Alice is like, I mean, obviously, Alice is one of the best actors on the show. For sure. Yeah. You know, and so I, I did enjoy watching her be an act, like as an actor, her performance. Yeah, I loved I loved great. in this scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tina does give um, the way that she interacts with Alice is maybe the only time I've seen someone in the whole episode act like genuinely concerned. Yeah. Um, so 
one point to Tina. Then uh, we go to the, that was one point given <laughs> thus far. Then we Just go the to one. Carmen's family's house. Yeah, where where her mom is like Shane's so skinny. Don't you feed her? And she's like, no, she feeds herself. <laughs> <laughs> and she also asks about her hair, right? Or is that later? Yeah, she no, she says no, she's a hairdresser, and then she's like, "Wait, who cuts your hair?" <laughs> I love that. I thought that, that was, was great. great. Yeah, having yeah. been a person whose own grandparents have given them a lot of shit about haircuts over the years, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, it was really sweet. And then she asks about Shane's family, and Shane's like, "Uh." Not really in the picture. And then her mom is like, Carmen's mom is like, you're our family now. Yeah, we're, we're your family. Then we go back to Skokie. Back to Skokie. So sexy. Local dive bar. Yeah, I know. Back when lesbian dive bars still existed. Aww. <laughs> and R. Jenny R. is dressed like a crazy person <laughs> um, and is writing in her in the bar in the bar which is not that weird <laughs> i love it i love, I love it. it i love, I love writing in bars I, I work in bars all the time yeah i love it i like immediately knew that both of you when I went, <laughs> the minute i said she's working in a bar that both of you were going to be like actually it's fine and um, i just want to we have a lot in common thank you both for being very predictably wonderful don't be barist <laughs> so then max shows up also this is a long episode yeah who at this time so it's max but it's moira at the time. So Jenny, it is clear that Jenny and Max have started like they flirt or something. They know each other from yeah. the bar. It's not their first time meeting. Yeah. And like he rolls up in like a like a sleeveless flannel shirt with the Yeah. It's pretty right? yeah. it's so it's such a like it's cute very, Midwestern yeah, like, it's yeah. perfect. like Midwestern butch lesbian yeah. look and I loved it. And and at the time I was like, ooh, this that is was the cute. only way hey, a new character. Hey, new character, yeah. you're cute. That was the only way I knew a lesbian was a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, sleeveless flannel. In, yeah. Yeah. They cut the sleeves off their yeah, flannel. They cut the sleeves off of everything. Yeah. yeah. No sleeves at all. Even is the there a place where do lesbians keep the sleeves? Like that's something I don't mm. know. Yeah. We use they it turn to them into dog um, dildo holders. Oh, so many options. <laughs> <laughs> what a great company. Like if you're traveling with a dildo and you don't want to like other yeah. things to rough, you know, you put yeah. it in your, yeah. old, yeah. your old yeah. sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> we go back to Carmen's where... Her mom is trying to get Shane to come to the up the upcoming quinceanera. And Shane has never heard the word quinceanera before, which is Oh, that she's one from Austin. Pronounces it. She's yeah. from Austin and oh. she lives in LA and she's never heard of a quinceanera. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sure. 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 Yeah, that's where Shane has that moment of like, you're really white. Yeah. <laughs> Just incredibly white. Yeah. And her mom wants Shane specifically to wear her dress. Who can I say? Shane looked so beautiful. I can't <laughs> help it. That's that's the that's the truth. I, I was felt like, such terror for her. Yeah. Yeah. I felt both I felt the yeah. terror for her because I've been that person. Oh, yeah. And then I also was like, Carmen's mom is so yes. sweet and yeah. like Carmen's so cute like, yes. and wonderful. And I'm just like, everything is great in this scene. Yeah. I know. And Shane, like, Shane is the dress so is upset. Hilarious. Like it re makes it totally reverts her back to being like, like a, a child. Yeah. She's like pouting and Shane's like, no, come on. My mom loves you. Do it. And they make out and it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. The makeout's cute. Yeah. And she, and her mom loves her in the dress uh. and it's a cute, like it's a cute little fun. It's scene. cute. It's, it's a nice break from the intensity of every other scene of this episode. It's yeah. just like a scene that's like, those scenes are just like really sweet. Yeah. And, and, I guess, and I guess part of it is like, you know, having a brown South Asian mom, I would have loved, that's something I would have loved was like, even if it's slightly misplaced, is that desire to bring in yep. that person you're dating. Yeah. Into, bring into them into your the world. family. Yeah. And yeah. into the culture and into the customs. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, was 
lovely. I find the parent like that kind of stuff interesting because I think I've definitely been in situations where it's like I'm the girlfriend, but like we're not supposed to acknowledge that I'm the girlfriend, mm. you know? And it's like it's a very interesting dynamic for it them is. to be exploring. Layered, very layered here. Yeah. Very complicated. And then we go to Dana and Lara's. Um, Lara oh. made cookies. She's giving them to Dana. They it start sounded kissing. great. The, what, what did they have? Like rosemary? Yeah, it was like them? they had lavender, la- rosemary, lavender, lemon. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. It sounded great. Yeah. I was like, you can just ship a box of those right to my house. They start kissing. Um, and Alice for, oh. for, I don't know what reason. Maybe this isn't Alice. Maybe it's actually her like a, twin. like a Westworld mm. and she's been reprogrammed and it looks like her, but it's yeah. not her. Mm. And maybe that's how we can get through these scenes without wanting to die. She's watching them through the window. <laughs> Why? Yeah. So she spies on them as they have sex on the couch. Yeah. Or they're making out. Why would she even want to see them make out? Yeah. I don't know. Torture. Torture. Total torture. She could just pull up their Insta. This is just like, this is basically that song, the Robin song. Mm. I'm in the, I'm outside. Yeah. Watching, watching you, you kiss, kiss her. her. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'm why right over here. Why, why can't you see, see me? me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because she's right through the window, which Don't is stop. open. Exactly. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> <Just> keep going. <laughs> then um, we go back to Skokie. I Will Go Quietly by Shivery is playing. I loved this song after hearing it in this scene. <laughs> and they're talking about escaping to L.A. because yeah. and, and Max like went to the local like tech college or whatever and knows ha- about computers. Yeah. He lists every computer. Every genre. computer <laughs> subject. Computer science, yeah. computer networking. C++, plus plus, Palo Alto, Facebook, CSS, Google yeah. CSS, HTML, <laughs> Java, <laughs> systems administration. Uh, search engine optimization. So he's All like, of it. I want to go to LA with you. Yeah. And then the, there, I love the slow dancing in the gay bar. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Love it. Yeah. Sweet. Love it. it. Sweet. And Jenny's like, are you still thinking, are you thinking about having sex with me right now? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> I love that. I was like, God, that's, I mean, that felt, I love that. You know, yeah. like that's that moment. If, if you've had, when someone asks you such a bold question, yeah. you're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cute. I let, I like that her, she found someone in I Skokie. I liked that. Yeah. Then <laughs> we go back to Dana and Laura. God, that just keeps getting worse. This is the longest day and the longest episode. Uh, is the sun still up at this point? No. The sun has finally set. The sun has set on this day, but not on this episode. Yep. Go on. So they're topless. They're going at it. And Laura finds a lump in Dana's breast. And Dana's dun, like, dun, dun. no, I've had it looked at. It's fine. Uh-huh. So back to Skokie. Go to Skokie where Max is fucking Jenny on the bed. Is a lot of like different kinds of hooking ups happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a real variety. Variety. Yeah. And then uh, Jenny's mom and Warren. Why does she keep calling him Warren? Is that, is he like her stepdad? I thought it was her yeah, stepdad. He is a stepdad. Yeah. Also, they say no, yeah. no Orthodox Jewish man has ever been named Warren. Oh, is he also Orthodox? Yeah. Oh, he wanted her to go most. to Shul. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. And, right, and yeah. once, yeah. And he also is like, wants his wife to be subservient. That's true. Which is, there's like a huge gulf in uh, like norms and behavior between like reform and conservative Judaism and Orthodox Judaism. Yeah, it's like a whole different like way of life. Um, Very different. Yeah. So uh, Warren is mad that she brought a man home. Uh, but Jenny's like, no, it's not a man. It's Moira. He was right though. So <laughs> also foreshadowing. 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 Yeah. I hope she called him. Was By the way, it was a man. Thanks, After Warren. You thanks, were Warren. Right. You were right. <laughs> I can't hear the name Warren and not think of Empire Records. I know. That's what I thought. So I'm just like, says Warren like, hey, and I'm like, Warren. And I'm like, what do you want, Warren? Warren? Do you want to work here? <laughs> is, that a, is that it, Warren? You want to work in a record store? Yeah. Uh, 
And then she, because she's like, what is it, Warren? Am I too fucked up for you? Am I too perverted? Do I remind you of how messy and out of control your life is? And then says her mom is a silent slave. To this man. To this man. She's not going to be subservient. She's not going to set the table, which she's, someone's got to set the table, Jenny. I guess I, someone I feel does. like there could have been maybe higher stakes for what <laughs> makes her subservient there. Like not just setting the table. Yeah. 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 Well, she does say she's not going to marry that nice Jewish boy or have nice Jewish kids. Or she's not going to shut up and pretend that bad things don't happen because mm-hmm. you have to talk about them. I you like do. That. I like Which all that. Which is very, like, I'm really glad that that's where the conversation, like, that's where, like, kind of what she was saying was headed. Yes. I think that was, like, it's like the night before, like, she's about to leave. Yeah. And she's like, by the way, fuck both of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck was my childhood yeah. kind of shit. And then she's like, I'm out. Peace. Going to L.A. Goodbye. Yeah. So Max and Jenny carry out all of her luggage. And then her mom comes out to talk to her um, and is like, is this what happened? Because of what happened to you when you were a little girl, is that why you turned out this way? Yeah. And she doesn't really address that. But she's like. Jenny asks why she didn't protect her. Mm -hmm. And her mom apologizes and says that she couldn't change what happened. But that and Jenny's like, but like you could have like talked to me and comforted me and told me that it wasn't my my fault fault. and her mom's like (laughs) and your mom's Mm -hmm. like you're uh, i i am sorry yeah she apologizes i I think is seen as like the only time she's ever yeah and it does seem like jenny is like very glad to hear that yeah she like cries a little and is like that's the first time that so it's the first time her mom has acknowledged what happened to her or apologized for it her mom also at the top of the scene is like are you punishing me yeah (laughs) and i was like what what (laughs) Well, I mean, the, that statement really rang true because it's like it's such a classic, like, I don't know if it's immigrant mom or conservative mom yeah. or relig- comes from religion. Yeah. Where it's like the, the, the crimes of the offspring are because of the of cri- something the parent did. Of something the parent yeah. did. So it's like, oh, you're you're bad. You turned out badly. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they think they're being punished. Right. And by by God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, that'll be the same thing. Like you're doing something to punish me mm-hmm. for something I did or didn't do. Yep. Uh, clearly the, I relate to that. Um, the worry. irony here is that uh, her mom should be punished because <laughs> Jenny was like sexually assaulted at and a she, very young age and her yeah. mom did nothing yeah. to even make her like, didn't even talk to her about it. Yeah. Like that's I mean, super terrible and fucked up. Yeah. And they, they, there's a lot in this conversation, right? There's like yeah, that classic like argument that yeah. you're, you're abused as a child. Therefore that's what makes people queer. And right. that, that was, was never really unpacked. Yeah. yeah. That was, it seemed like Jenny was just like, not going to engage. Like, not yeah, she's engage. like yeah. trying to leave within five minutes. She's like, I, I just really want to, that. I just want to get to this other thing. You <laughs> I want to get to episode two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She's like, this has been the longest day of my life. And yeah. we're all like, yes, we know. Yeah, it sure has. Um, and then as she leaves, uh, Tegan and Sarah comes back in with more so, so jealous. With more so jealous because we're about to go to Alice's house. <laughs> so Alice goes home. She comes into her apartment. She see her lighting some candles. And then we pull back to you see. You think it's going to be a night of romance like in the Boys Two Men video, I'll Make Love to You. But it's not. It's not. We zoom out to realize that yeah, these candles the are. <laughs> yeah. Real Dark Night of the Soul are part of her gigantic Dana shrine. Mm. And 
honestly, if any of her friends had come over to check on her, they would have found this already. <laughs> yeah. Which is how I know her friends are all terrible yes, people. That yeah. That is the number one thing. That's the lesson. You of can't this. hide that. That thing's like it's an no. entire corner of the house. And it's a lot of the pictures are the same pictures over and over again, <laughs> but like in different positions. She went to Kinko's. Uh, yeah, she went to Kinko's. <laughs> I mean, they're all like d- normal developed pictures. Do you think so. anyone kept that prop from the set? Oh, oh my God. The giant, the, the cardboard cutout of Dana. Oh, for sure. Someone kept the cardboard. Someone's got that. Yeah, yeah. Then we go over, she has a full cardboard cutout from Dana that she obviously stole from the cruise. Yeah. Which was funny, I'm sure, at the time. Oh, at the time? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was, I would have done that. That's yeah, hilarious. I know. That's hilarious yeah. to steal the cutout of you. Like, of the person yeah, of course. Dating. Anyone yeah, made a hilarious. cutout of any of our friends, we'd be like, we're going to have to steal we that. We are stealing yeah, this now, obviously. And, uh, but no, you know what? I hate this. <clears throat> um, And then this, this actually should have been the end of the episode. The yeah. episode feels like this is, th- it feels like this is the end of the episode. Yeah, you mean when she looks at the Dana cutout and says, what are you looking at? And then it like fades out. No, it's not the end of the it episode. Sure isn't. We're back at the doctor with Kit again. Or the, the doctor. planet, we're at the planet. Well, no, first she's at the doctor with her oh, son. I thought he was in her office at the planet. He was? I thought she was in his office. I don't know if location matters because it it's just, it, it happened. More, it happened. More well, happened. Then she walks from the, her office. Right, into the restaurant. Oh, yeah, I definitely yeah, thought it was just like later. No, no, you came to the office. By the way, this is the next day now. Yeah, so we're this is the next kind day. of an epilogue. Yeah. Uh, and she, he tells her that she has menopause. Yeah. Or has menopause. Is going through menopause. She's going through menopause. That's, it, it's, it's, it's the explanation. Yeah. Yeah. She also uses the word punani. She does. The end of the episode is the gang all talking about words for vaginas really great stuff yeah uh, they say fuck hole uh calcutta yoni um i love the yoni reference i mean that's but of course it was bet that said that that's <laughs> such a bet thing to say she's like i love yoni it's she says so it all, like, good dramatically. it's so good and then kit comes over says she has menopause now she thinks it's over for her and they assure her that no it's not she can still ride the baloney pony and then they do a bunch of different euphemisms for having sex and then over the credits it's more euphemisms and words for vaginas and wow what an ending so i glad think they, they added that on because they were like this episode sucks let's do something like like fun light. at the end <laughs> yeah i mean it kind of goes along with the kind of comedic tone that had been set earlier that they were Even trying the, to the, the bar they set and then yeah but then it ended it was about under. to end because it almost it kind of ends like three or four times yeah because it's like it could have ended on the steps with jenny yeah then it could have ended uh what was the other ending the shrine which is what i, I thought that was the ending oh yeah the shrine, the shrine yeah. i totally thought that could was have the, end been of the ending it could have ended on you know i have menopause it could have ended discovery after um the first after the conscious raising meeting after the credits <laughs> it could have ended right there That's a, here's what I would have liked to see in this episode. This is what this episode could have been. Tell me. Uh, Bet saying she d- hates the fences really a lot. Bet saying mm-hmm. that she likes to see men on TV. <laughs> Helena in her white bikini. I think extra scenes of Helena in her white bikini. Yeah, would have been extra cool. scenes of the white bikini. family. Yeah, Carmen's Honestly, family. a whole episode about Carmen's, Carmen's family. Carmen's family. Yes. What a delight. Shane putting on the dress. That was cute. Um, the cookie, the description of the cookie. And um, a close-up of the cookie would and have been great. I would love cookie. to have just seen what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, think about a cookie. Also, maybe the slow dancing uh, oh, at the bar. The gay the bar. Slow, yeah. Yeah. yeah Jenny, Jenny, Jenny and Max Jenny at the Max. bar. Yeah. That was great. That. That was yeah. Fun. Max's that was shirt. Yeah. I have some feedback on Jenny's outfit, but. But you know what? Jenny's fine. outfits always require feedback. It's fine. I think that that would have been. That, that, what's that? 15, 15, 16 minutes? 
Yeah. I think you could, you know, another integral pitch for y'all for like the next, after this podcast is completed. Oh, sure. yeah. What if you rewrote each episode <laughs> to be to better? Be better. Things should be in it. Oh, yeah. And they're between <laughs> five to 15. There are webisodes. They're yeah. Five- <laughs> It's, a it's actually five it's a web series. Episode. We did a new Leslie web series called The L Word. And they're anim- <laughs> it's the L Word, but we edited out all the parts we didn't like. And it's animated. And it's, yeah. it's animated. It's animated. Yeah. So we, that way we wouldn't have to deal with Bats pregnancy. But it's like it's animated, but it's like cute animals. It's like anthropomorphic, yeah. like lesbian animals. So yeah, it's that'd like be Alice cute. is like a little puppy. Right. Dana would be whatever animal is most avoidant. So like a cat, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Dana would be a cat. Yeah. Laura would be a slightly larger cat. <laughs> Shane is a dog. I was gonna say they could Shane all just be different Carol. kinds of cats. Carol, no, so you're talking oh about animals. About to participate. <laughs> Carol, Carol's staring into my soul. I was gonna say that Shane would be like one of those like greyhounds that's just really thin, really, really yeah, thin wiry, and just like wire. Yeah, yeah. I just rubbed my hands down to my body to d- and demonstrate as I did that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So on the whole, did we like this episode? I I did not love this episode. No, not a huge fan. You made a good observation yesterday in our chat about this episode setting up season three. Oh, yeah. This episode is like telling you in some way in a very at times overt and at times very sneaky way that this season is going to be very different than the show you've been watching thus far. Uh Um, And that is true. I feel like this sets the tone for like a really fucking weird season of television i think this happens in season three sometimes for shows right mm. well and it's like there's clearly a big following there's a lot yeah. of people watching they're like how do we keep people engaged and, season three and is on their toes a lot of the times like when a show like gets a lot of a higher budget uh-huh. and like then they're just like what are we gonna do now yeah, yeah. and it's like you should have just kept doing what you were doing yeah which was like well. get gloria steinem just bring gloria steinem back <laughs> Uh, I also note that um, Mark is gone. Yeah, no, no, no mention of who what, Mark what do you again? think happened to him? Do you think he died? Do you think, think he, he died he a horrible maybe death? Died. I think he maybe died a horrible death. You know what I thought maybe happened to him is that he was like on a boat, like on a yacht. Okay. But um, and it was a yacht party. But then he drank too much. He fell asleep. He wakes up. No one else is on the yacht. Oh, my God. Lightning strikes. A storm starts. The <gasps> yacht flips over. He drowns. He dies. See, I thought it would be nice if he's like asleep on the yacht and yeah. the yacht sails forever. And then he's just adrift at sea. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And and, 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 I, and every day he wakes up thinking like, is this the day I'll be rescued? rescued? And it's not. No. no. Wait, and who, and, and literally, I don't remember. Who who is Mark again? Mark was the roommate of Shane and Jenny. Oh, right. Who was secretly filming them. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. Yeah. So. I have yeah. to say, I remember liking, I, I liked when Shane and Jenny were roommates. Yeah. They still are. Yeah, once Jenny comes back, when Jenny they comes will, back, that's they yeah, they're roommates through. No, they're through. fun. Their their house friendship is, like, is that, cute. Like, there was oh, a I fun story. Yeah, yeah, that was like that's a like really fun house. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. What happens next? Have our feelings about this episode changed from the first time we saw it? Roberta. I noticed. I noticed. I was more appalled by the way that they handled her disability in this mm-hmm. episode than yeah. I was at the time. Mm-hmm. I think everything else I disliked then and I dislike and I now. to dislike now. Well, and it's also so interesting because then it's like there's just so much excitement. That you're just so excited to see that the show your, is your characters again. Yeah, yeah. yeah your community back being on. represented. Like, <laughs> yeah, and everyone's there. And, and I, I, I remember when I was watching the show, I just, I, I, you know, even though I was very newly experimenting with what being gay was, like I didn't even think about being gay. I just thought, oh, wait, 
I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. women have sex with each other. Like I was truly in that state. We're allowed to do that. Yeah. We're allowed, is that was that okay? Was that okay? Yeah. That yeah. Was there. Yeah. Yeah. And and that we're allowed to do that. And so that was. It was so much less about the re truth and reality of the story because I think mm -hmm. I personally felt my own reality was so fucked up. Yeah. So it's like how I I don't think I was even perceiving that this storytelling mm. could be different because I knew. A knew nothing else and my own was like so layered and complicated yeah. and I was like clearly you know on not being truthful and lying to myself about mm -hmm. who I was and who I was with yeah absolutely you can follow us on social media both Twitter and Instagram at to Ellen back you can email us at to Ellen at gmail.com and don't forget about that hotline 971-217-6130 call us leave us a message Say something very nice to us because we like positive affirmations. Yes. Tell us your L word origin story. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell, the amazing B. Steadwell. Logo amazing. designed by Kara Sykes. Yeah. And this episode was produced, mixed, and edited by the one and only Lauren Karen Klein. Fuzzy, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a real pleasure it to be such here. such a delight. This was so great sitting here with you all with these microphones in our faces. <laughs> That's great. Um, are there any projects or anything you want to plug or uh, social media? Where where can our listeners follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at the Foz, T-H-E-F-A-W-Z, um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I'm writing a lot and... Um, would love to show. I, I don't I don't have a, a thing right now specifically that's happening tomorrow. Yeah. So so just follow me on Instagram or Twitter at the Foz, T-H-E-F-A-W-Z. And let's be buddies. And you'll see all the things I'm doing there. And if you want, you can always go see my feature film on if you have Amazon Prime. It's called Signature Move. Highly recommend this Very film. good it's film. Excellent film. I wrote it. I produced it. I starred in it. I wrote it with Lisa Donato. I starred in it. And it's about uh, a lesbian. It's about a Pakistani-Mexican wrestling lesbian rom-com mom-com. It's the only rom-com <laughs> Yeah, there's it's not a very those. crowded market for that. No, not yet. It's we're only. hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. hoping. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Oh my God, great. I love to hear that. Yeah. All right, time for L words. Yeah, I'm still, I've been thinking about um, this whole time. I don't know what mine is. One, two, three. Leningrad. What did you say? <laughs> Leningrad. <laughs> what did you say? It's licorice. I said Lexapro. Oh, Lunesta. Lunesta. This is not an ad paid for by anybody. Lysine. Lysine. Mm. <laughs> Healing remedies. Some are natural, Lidocaine. some are not. <laughs> Lithium. We're just running out of, we're going to run out of L words eventually and be yeah, mad that we use We're going to run out of L words before Alice runs out of medications. <laughs> That didn't work. <laughs> Did not make any she's sense. got a lot. I don't know if you noticed. It's like she's got a shaker bottle, like in yeah. every. Oh my god, she's just like, like M and M's. Just that's hitting. always the the weirdest, right? When someone takes meds, like <laughs> pops, throws People them. Do in Do that their on mouth. movies and TV, like they're Tic Tacs. Yes, I don't yeah. understand that. You at can't all. really do that with anything. I don't unless you're trying I mean, I'm overdose. I'm someone yeah. who will, you know, for a chill headache, most people would just live through I'll take four ibuprofen but I don't take them like this because you, you know? might get 4,000 in your mouth yeah yeah I, I there's the a medication I, I took if I what I need from the bottle I put the bottle away yeah I take the pills with a glass of water I yeah. can't dry swallow pills but also people throw everything and it's not like 
like men will like eat whole jars of nuts like this in movies. Men you know? do it. Yeah. Look at that. I love it. You're like, all these men are just, just inhaling like, jars of nuts. Jars of planters peanuts. That's how you know. That's how you know what a man is. You know? That's how you know it's that's, a real that's, man. That's how you can yeah. tell the difference between jet the gender. Yeah, can you watch it and like a man wrote this. Yeah. You know, a man yeah. wrote this because he knew. He knew like, who who eats these nuts. Yeah, he's a man. I do. I do. Exactly. Me, a man. There, you learned something. Wow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We're... My new L word is lesson. <laughs> lesson. Whoa. That was a lesson. That was a lesson in filmmaking. Deep. Yeah. And male characterization. So we're really looking forward to riding this wild journey of wild season three. Season three journey. Please, please stay with us so that Woo. we don't have to do this alone. <laughs> yeah. Other episodes will be a little better. There's Maybe. some fine. There's some fine episodes. I don't remember anything else right now. All I can think of is this episode. So well, I'm sure you're right. Okay. There's cool. vampire sex. Oh, that's the season. Yeah. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> so look forward to that, guys. Bye. Bye. Fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.